Hello, Mama. I hope you're having a glorious day as always. I want to say I'm back, but you didn't know I left. I mean, I have uh, the last week and a half been not as consistent in um, posting my episodes, and that is because we just moved and it's been crazy, and babies do any minute, so we're just in the middle of the crazy, and I just had this deep urgency inside of my soul to have the house as ready as possible for when baby comes, and so I, like, abandoned all other uh, other things in my life so that I could get things in order, and I mean, I honestly am grateful I did that because we now know where everything is. There's some peace in our home. Parts of it are starting to feel warm and cozy. There's still parts we're going to be working on, but that's that's just, you know, how it goes. But I am so grateful we found some peace and baby's not here yet. I am due in, what, four days? So could happen anytime. Maybe while I'm recording this, you never know. <laughs> but that's why it's been a little inconsistent. And, you know, I was really hoping to like build up a whole stock of episodes for you while I'm going to take a little break after baby comes, a little maternity leave. I don't know if that's going to happen anymore. Um, You know, plans went a little bit out the window. We've missed a lot of recording days because of sickness in our home. Obviously, lots of recording days because of the move and uh, getting settled in. So I don't know what's going to happen. So just to warn you, I'm not um, leaving forever. It just might not be as two a week for a short time. I know some of you are like very regular listeners that, you know, are tuning in every day. And so I just share that with you. But just know that I'm just taking a little break, just focusing on my family. And we're going to see what kind of sleeper this little baby is. and see how it all goes. And then of course the holidays are coming up. So I know all of us, our lives are extra full in this time. So, um, yeah, I'm going to miss that consistency. And I, I hope, I hope you don't, um, but part of me hopes you do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's just want to give you a heads up on that. And that's why it's been a little, if I'm not getting back to you in my emails or on Instagram. Okay. I think I, I said this recently, but I'm still avoiding my Instagram. I I don't know. I just feel overwhelmed by it. It's not because of you. I love your messages. It's such a joy to get to hear from you and to hear how God's speaking to you. But I just like one more thing to do and my plate, it just feels like it's overflowing right now. So we're avoiding that still. I will get back to you eventually. Um, so just know if you're you're hearing less from me, it's not because I'm gone and it's not because I don't love and care for you. I am, it's such an honor and privilege to get to serve you and get to just be a voice in your life. I know God called me to this and that's why even when it's, it's hard and feels like I can't manage it all, I keep going because this is God's work. This is what he has for me. It's not, um, you know, it's not just for fun. It's like, there's fun aspects to it, but really it's because I just know that God has um, asked me to do this. And so I am sticking it out until he tells me otherwise. So that's also why you don't have to be concerned about me going away because, uh, this is his, his thing. <laughs> I'm going to be faithful to the end until he, until he redirects me. But anyways, that's, that's kind of where I've been over the past couple weeks. We, uh, I guess it's just been just over two weeks since we moved in. It feels like a month or two, like, you know, it's just been so jam packed and 
literally everything in this house has been breaking since we moved in. Isn't that the way it goes? Like our garage door broke, our garbage disposal broke, there's a toilet that broke. Um, we didn't have garbage cans, not like not like the indoor ones, you know, that you put in your kitchen or your bathroom. We had all of our, our garbage cans, but the big ones that go outside where you actually throw the trash away and they take it away for you. They were gone. Uh, we were doing some remodeling for a couple months and I think they just took them because we weren't putting them out. I don't know exactly what happened. All that to say for the first uh, two weeks, we did not have garbage cans. So that was fun. <laughs> Had like mounds of trash in our garage, which was super, super cool. <laughs> so it's just been one thing after another. Oh my goodness. But God has been so faithful in it all. He's been sustaining me even in the end, very end of my pregnancy and helping me have energy and um, just comfortability. My, my hips are always hurting in, in pregnancy, especially my third one. And so, but he's gotten me through it and my hips have been so much better than they have been in previous months. And so I'm just so grateful for his timing and him sustaining me and us. And we're so grateful for our new home. I love it so much. Uh, it's just surrounded by nature, which is just like the, the core of my heart. And it makes me so happy. I go and sit out on our big porch every morning and um, sit and watch the birds and the trees and the sun come up. And it's just so glorious. Oh, my goodness. I am beyond grateful. So, yeah, that's me. Um, Today, we are going to keep talking about our series. Um, There's this is kind of wrapping up the series. We'll have one more one more topic to go through, but um, wrapping up the series on preparing for postpartum, which you know I'm in the middle of, obviously. Um, and so I'm I'm right here with you in this. And so if you're preparing for a baby to come, maybe it's your first one, maybe it's a subsequent pregnancy. Um, I think all of us can always learn to be better prepared, better prepared. And so I hope to just share with you what I'm doing and share with you what God has shown me in the past to help me prepare for this. And today we're going a little bit deeper. The other ones were a little more surface level and, you know, talking about my little favorite baby hacks and products and all that stuff. That's just fun for me. I hope you had fun with it. Uh, but today we're going to talk about how to pre- prepare spiritually and what that looks like. Cause I think that God has a lot to say about our births and I am passionate about making sure every woman goes into their birth, um, prepared spiritually. And the biggest way that I see this play out is going in without fear. God is not a God of fear. Fear is not of him. It's not from his and, and fear is not necessary for anything. And so I, I hope that I can and help guide you so that you can go into your birth without this fear. And maybe, maybe you're not preparing for a birth. Maybe you're a mom of older kids. And so maybe this will apply to you in some other area of your life. Um, but we are talking specifically about how to, to just get rid of this fear of all the things that can happen in birth and, and in pregnancy. And so I'm excited to dive into that with you today. So I'm not going to talk anymore. Let's do this. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. 
Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. excited to dive into how to prepare spiritually for birth and postpartum. And, you know, one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about this is because, you know, with my first birth, I I didn't have a lot of this preparation. And so I did go into it with a lot of fear, not not as much as, you know, I've heard from some people because, you know, they've dealt with real issues that they're struggling with. And I had a pretty healthy pregnancy and everything was going fairly well. But in the very end of my my first pregnancy, you know, they would do these scans. I was seeing a doctor at that time, an OBGYN, and they would do those, you know, measuring scans like most of us know. And they were so worried because they thought my child was going to be, I can't remember what they said. I feel like it was like 11 or 12 pounds. Maybe it was like 10 or 11 something big. And they were just so concerned that he was going to get stuck. And, um, it was just this constant talking about that and trying to prevent that. And there's just so much around that. And so I, I had so much fear going into it. And I, um, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about how, you know, what I had hoped and planned for with both of my births so far, it never exactly worked out, but you know, the same was true of this, this birth and, and so all that to say, like, uh, after, um, after my miscarriage actually is when God, you know, as I've shared with you, God really increased my faith in general and opened my eyes to the fullness of his power and who he is. And so, um, with that, the, the book that really transformed me is called Supernatural Childbirth. It's an old one. I can't remember when it was originally published. The cover looks super like 80s, 90s. It has not been updated since, but it's such a powerful book. And it really just helped me see how we have a choice in this. We don't have to let fear in even when there's real circumstances there. And we talk about this a lot on this podcast in general, because, you know, with our kids as parents, it's so easy to fall into the fear trap because there are legitimate things in our world to be feared, whether it's like specifics with your kid. You know, I was talking recently with someone about, you know, severe allergies or, um, you know, illnesses your kids are walking through. Like there's these different things that are real things that, that could very well cause fear that's happening within your kid. And then there's stuff in the world that we're constantly having to face, right? There's school shootings. There's all the stuff our kids are learning, uh, in public school and, um, all the, the, like pornography online and, you know, like the, the list can go on and on. Right. And even just driving down the road, right? Like we know the statistics show that I can't, I don't know where exactly, but one of the top ways that people or kids die is through car crashes. Like, right. So, so we cannot escape the reality that this world is, um, I mean, ultimately not safe. And and I, I hesitate to say that because I do believe we need to stand in the truth that we are safe in God. But the world holds danger. That the world and and sickness, right? Because we live in a fallen world. Our bodies are are fallen. And so sin is prevalent, which is where death comes from, which is where, you know, all of this fear can stem from. So that that is real. 
right? We all know that we're all at some point, our physical bodies are going to die. And so we cannot avoid that reality. And the same thing goes in pregnancy and in childbirth. Like there are legitimate things that could cause fear that could actually cause the worst possible scenario, right? Like we're not trying to avoid that. But what I'm saying is that we have a choice even when the odds are mounting against us, even when all of the doctors are saying that this horrible thing is going to happen and that, or something is impossible or, or whatever it is, even then we do not have to fear. Fear does not help us. It is not something that is going to uh, prevent anything. Uh, it's not going to make us better parents. Like fear is unnecessary when we know God and we know the truth of him. And there's, there's scriptures all throughout the Bible. I didn't write any of them down for today, but um you know, I mean, there's like ones I sing, like, uh, do you guys know that song, Isaiah 41, 10, uh, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you, strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41, 10. Hey, <laughs> I don't know if you ever learned that growing up. I think I learned it in high school. I feel like I shared it with you recently. Uh, but it's such a good one, you know, to teach our kids, even for myself, I, I bust it out all the time. And, you know, so there's, there's tons more scripture that talks about that. We talk often about, you know, the scripture that says, do not be anxious about anything. Um, gosh, you know, there's so many examples of the Bible where God talks to, um, my example in my mind is coming to Joshua and says like, do not fear, be courageous. Like, and he repeats this again and again, because he knows that, that Joshua is going to struggle with that. And I don't have all these references for you today, but if you dive into your Bible or even just go and Google search, uh, verses on fear, you're going to find tons of them because this is a topic God knew we would struggle with. And God has a lot to say about it. And again and again, in every example that I mentioned, in every example that you're going to find, it says, do not not fear. There's no reason for fear. And so I hope that I can help every woman that's about to go into childbirth or whatever situation it is to, to not have that fear because the fear is what's going to make things worse. It's going to cause more pain in your childbirth. It's going to uh, possibly cause more complications because your body's not relaxing, right? There's so many things, negative things that fear does add. And not to mention, it steals the peace that God offers to you. And, and the beauty of this amazing process that God has allowed us to walk through in our lives, um, being mothers, like giving birth to children is so incredible. And, and maybe you're like, a, a, a mom, adoptive mom, a foster mom. And, you know, with you too, you're not going through the physical act of childbirth, but there are tons of things to fear, right? So this applies to you too. And so we're just going to dive into how to step away from that. What does that look like? And so for me, that book, Supernatural Childbirth, was life-changing. So essentially, just to give you a, a summary of what it's about, and this is kind of found, it's a very short book, and this is found in the first, like, couple pages, so not giving away anything. Not that there's really anything to give away. It's just a straightforward book. <laughs> uh, but essentially, what happens is um, this story is a true story about, um, and it's written by these two missionaries. And 
the woman before she was even married for a long time was told by doctors that she could never have children like that. It was impossible. And, you know, they told her that even if somehow you manage to get pregnant, you're going to have to be on bed rest for nine months. And even then you're probably not going to carry this baby full term. So like essentially they told her it was completely impossible. This was, this isn't, there's, this is no hope for you. There's, there's nothing, nothing that could change this reality. Right. And for so many of us, that would just be definitive, right? Like we would just take that and, you know, mourn its loss and have to work through that. But it would just be a reality, a reality that we didn't question. Um, and I know, you know, like there's so much good in what doctors do and in modern medicine, and we're not negating all of that. We're just saying this is not the final word. And that's what the book actually talks about a lot. So um, eventually this woman got married and, you know, she told her husband when she got married, like, or, you know, before she got married, I'm not going to be able to have children. And her husband is really big on saying this phrase. Well, who said that? And this is something he brings up a lot. Who said that? And I love that because ultimately what he's saying is like, yes, there's validity in modern medicine. It's good. There's, there's so much good stuff to it, but ultimately doctors do not have the final say over our life. Like God does. God has the final say. And so if doctors said that, okay, well, we can, you know, take that into consideration, but ultimately God gets to make the final call, right? And we see this in scripture with, you know, specifically even birth, like tons of people throughout the Bible gave birth in the most miraculous ways. People that were barren, people that were way past the age of, you know, being able to carry a child like God, God determines this. And so this is something we need to ask ourselves. I love this question that I, I try and cling on to. I hope you do, you will too. But anytime we're told something is impossible, we're told that something is reality, you need to ask the question, okay, who said that? You know, we don't need to completely throw out whoever said that or what, but you need to ultimately live your life based on the word of God and what the word of God says above everything else. And so essentially this is what these two uh, missionaries did. And before they they really dug into scripture, because she shared in the beginning of the book that uh, at the beginning of their marriage, they weren't, they didn't know scripture as well. And so she did get pregnant very shortly after getting married, which is a miracle in, of, in and of itself. But then she did have a miscarriage shortly after that, which was really hard. But after that, that's when they really dug into scripture and they started praying and believing and looking at God's word and what it says and started believing for these promises God makes us in the Bible. And so sh- shortly after that, she got pregnant again. And with this one, it was so different. Like she, she said she went hiking and traveling and did anything she wanted, right? You remember the doctors had told her that even if she got pregnant somehow, she would have to be on bed rest. None of that happened. She, she lived her life and had a a healthy pregnancy, gave birth to a healthy baby. Um, and just, so they just talk about the possibilities and then it goes on to, to talk about, um, after that, there was a moment where, uh, um, someone had spoken a word over them that they would be pregnant and that it would, ha- she would have a pain-free childbirth. And that was something that had never dawned on them before, but because, you know, we have pain in childbirth because of when sin entered the world and there was a curse that came 
into the world because of our sin. But when Jesus died, he broke these curses. Like they're broken. They, they no longer stand. And so we have authority over them. And so they're like, okay, this actually makes sense. And so they started praying and believing for not just a healthy pregnancy, but a pain-free childbirth. And so she went on to have three more kids. Um, all of them were healthy, no complications. And also, they all had pain-free childbirths. And so she just talks about her story. And then there's a bunch of testimonies of other women that um, prayed this and believed this and, and had um, similar results where they, you know, saw God show up in miraculous ways. And sometimes that was because the doctor said they wouldn't have a healthy pregnancy and they did. And sometimes that meant it was a pain-free birth and, you know, just different aspects. And so this just really got my faith up. And I was like, oh my gosh, like there's, there's so much that is possible. Like we need to get our faith up instead of getting caught in this fear and the what ifs and, and all of the, the dark, the downside of things. Why don't we shift our eyes up and look of the what ifs of what if God did this? What if God, like, how could, what if he did the most amazing thing we could imagine? Right. And instead of getting caught in the fear, we live in faith and we ask God to do what he says he's going to do. And we, we recite scripture back to him. That's one of the things God's God loves is when we, we read his word back to him and we remind him, we remind him of the promises that he has made for us. And so this just opened my eyes and, um, you know, it wasn't, it did apply to my next pregnancy. You know, I went in without fear of miscarriage. And I mean, I had moments where fear would come up, but I would battle it with this uh, belief that, okay, God, I trust you and I'm believing for this. And it helped me, but it also helped me in other realms of my life. It helped me just imagine what else God could do and believe for something bigger than I could see. And it just helped me so much. But I also want to stop here and say a few things about this as well, because the words that we speak are not magic. God is not a genie in a bottle where if we say the right things the right way, he is going to always just do what that is. God, I wish for pain-free birth. Okay, now it's done, right? We do need to speak in faith. We do need to declare these promises over our lives, but ultimately, God is going to make the decision for what he believes is best for us. And so if you have walked through something and you've maybe you've read this book or heard similar teachings and believed for something amazing and still faced some kind of tragedy or just not an answered prayer, it's not necessarily because of your faith. Uh, God is the one that holds the power, not not our faith. Um, we join with him in our faith. We align our faith to believe for something bigger. And, and then no matter what, God is going to sustain us in whatever happens. But it doesn't mean that you didn't have enough faith if God didn't answer in the way that you wanted. Ultimately, he knows far more than we do right about things. And so there, if you had a different kind of birth, if you had a different circumstance happen, maybe he knows that this is all going to be worked out in this different way for good. And this is what ultimately was best for this situation. Um, and the reality of sin is real, right? Like death is in this world and we, we can't run from that. And so it's this, it's this weird tension of 
believing for the big things, believing that these things are possible, but also being okay with whatever happens and trusting that God is in it. He hears our prayers. And just because it doesn't turn out exactly how we want it, it doesn't mean we didn't believe enough. And I'm going to share, you know, a little bit about my, my story of after I read this book and my birth that came after it and kind of give you an example there. But I just want to speak to that for a minute because I know that can be a confusing teaching in our world today as we, we try and believe for miracles and we try and believe for these promises. Um, and it just sometimes God has a different answer. He always hears us. He always answers us. But sometimes the answer isn't exactly what we hoped for or imagined. But that doesn't mean we stop believing. That doesn't mean we lower our faith. That doesn't mean we go in with any less expectation. God is always going to meet us in our expectation and and show us how his goodness is present. And I'll, I'll share my story with you in a minute. But what this looks like practically to apply this to your birth, to apply this to your pregnancy, to apply this to your postpartum period. And, you know, the book doesn't really talk about the postpartum period, but I had a friend that, you know, really loved this book and was really using it to pray over her pregnancy and her birth. And she had the most amazing birth and just, just was a rock star and God showed up in amazing ways. It was so incredible. But then the postpartum period, she, she didn't think as much to pray over that specifically and that was really challenging for her. And there was a lot of challenges that came up in that time. And so, you know, we want to apply this to every period of time, whether it's our pregnancy, our delivery and labor, and then our postpartum period. All of it we want to be praying over and believing big things for. And so that's that's what it looks like to apply the teachings from this, this book into your process of having a baby or whatever it is you're applying this to is we want to pray big prayers and we want to pull out scripture of examples of when God makes promises and we're going to pray that over our situation. And in this book too, there is a lot of really great prayers at the end that you can apply to, like you can just read them directly over your pregnancy. And, you know, I love the, you know, the, what the pregnancy one is one I've been reading through a lot lately, obviously. And, um, I, I love it cause it just talks about all the specific things. Like it, it talks about praying, you know, praying over every detail of your baby, praying for their, their lungs, praying for their heart, praying for their teeth to be healthy, praying for, you know, like every detail. And so just thinking through all of it and believing for big things in all of it. And then you're going to want to memorize some verses as well. Um, or to like have some people write verses on cards, uh, so they can have them available during their birth or just throughout their pregnancy. Um, but just so that you have that sword of the spirit with you at all times and you're ready to battle when fear comes because fear is still going to come. Like there will be moments where it sneaks back in and you have to fight it. It, That's inevitable. It's not just going to go away because you're saying I'm believing big. Um, it's, it's going to find a way to sneak in, in different moments. And so you have to be ready for that battle. And the way that we battle that is through God's word. That's our one offensive weapon. It's the, it's using verses from the Bible to fight off the enemy and to fight off any temptation to give in to this fear. And so 
This is what I'm doing now as I'm preparing for this birth that's happening any day. Um, I'm praying over this time. I'm praying over every detail and I'm believing that God is going to be so present and that God's going to do a, a work in me, not just for that moment, not just to relieve my pain for that moment, not just to answer my prayers, to give me a healthy baby, but to do a deeper work in me that this is an opportunity for me to just meet him in the thick, in the, in the, the depth of something so big. And so I'm so excited for that opportunity. And we're going to stop here for now. And I'm going to finish this conversation up in our next episode. And I'm going to share with you just my stories of my two births that have happened so far, kind of in, and I've shared a little bit about it with you in the past, but kind of in this context, what, how did God show up? How did he answer my prayer? How did it look different? What, what, how did I apply all of this? So I'm excited to share that with you. And um, soon I'll be able to share this third birth with you too. And I'm excited for that. But before we close out for today, let me just pray over you. God, I just praise your name for this miraculous thing called childbirth that we get to be a part of. God, thank you for choosing us to bear your children. God, thank you that we get to carry them and um, you use our bodies, God, to to create them and that we get this blessing of bringing them into the world. And God, I just pray over mama, over every mama that's pregnant right now or wanting to be pregnant, um, God, that you would just be with her, God, in this. God, you would be so present in it. You would use this um, even time of pregnancy just to draw her nearer to you, God, that she would see this as an opportunity to really maybe battle some fear that's been in her life forever. And this is a beautiful opportunity for her to just face it head on, God. And I, I pray for her for courage to do that. I pray that she wouldn't just uh, let it sit there. She wouldn't just wait to battle it. God, she would use this right now as an opportunity to go headfirst into the battle uh, and that you would just give her peace and courage and strength uh, and helping her know that you are right there with her in it and you are the one fighting the battle. And so we just, we just thank you that fear does not need to be in our lives, God. We thank you that you have vanquished fear. You have vanquished death, God. And because of that, we can stand on the solid rock of who you are. And so we just pray that all fear would go in the mighty name of Jesus, God. And we we would be able to stand in your peace and your promises. And we just praise you for that, Papa. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.